The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. Well, don't we all wish we could wake up with diamonds on the soles of our feet? Look, according to the legislation, if it rained diamonds and you were picking it up off the surface, you could definitely keep it. But if you have to dig for it, you can't. Uh, it was Alentoda says on social media, Kathy, return those rocks to who? The government? Nah, I'd never return them. Some would be stashed in Cape Town by now. So I'm seeing a lot of your voice notes also coming in. It's, I think we can have a bit of fun with this conversation. Uh, For now, let's turn our attention to our thinking point. And more than half of students at institutions of higher learning in South Africa feel that the hard lockdown has actually been jeopardizing their academic pursuits. And uh, this came out of a study that was done on the impact of of COVID-19 on students in the post-school education and training sector. Professor Ramnik Aluwalia is the CEO of Higher Education and joins me now. Professor Aluwalia, good morning to you and thanks for your time today. No, good morning and, and, and greetings to everyone. Thank you. The findings of this particular study are quite concerning because they, they really confirm what many have been suspecting, which is that higher education, at least the experience of students who are in higher education, has by and large been disrupted and turned upside down and and students have been finding it quite difficult to navigate uh, that space so you're absolutely right you know um you know there's a lot of studies and research that's done on uh, covid and its impact on old people and uh, people with comorbidities or middle-aged people with comorbidities and there's very little uh, research and spoken about its impact on the youth in general uh, we all know that uh, the, the COVID virus in particular does not spare any human body as long as it's a human body. Um, you are equally vulnerable to the virus, whether you are a young or an old person. But the only reality is that the, the fatalities rates or severe infection rates are very high in the middle age and old age people, and specifically people with comorbidities. But we lost uh, a young person in TUT through COVID and COVID-related complications just recently. And it's a brutal reminder that, that and including the, the epidemics we've seen in India and Turkey recently, the new variants have showed very high affinity to youth. So these research that we have done in higher education and, and, and on youth is, uh, is, is on a 360 view or a holistic view of the impact of COVID on the youth, not just in terms of fatality or severe infections, but we're looking at uh, economic distress, uh, psychosocial distress, uh, many other pandemics like gender-based violence, mental health, substance abuse. Uh, we are exploring and looking into uh, the impact of electricity and data bundles, uh, study time in particular, because these are skills that we are building as our country's next economy. So I think uh, the study is very timely uh, when it has come now to, to, to give us a full understanding mm. on the impact of COVID on the youth, which is very, very critical. As much as we knew about things, But I think with data and science, it's much more stronger to put stronger implementation plans once you have a clear evidence to what you need to do. 65% of students reporting, um, you know, severe psychological distress, mild to severe uh, psychological distress during the pandemic. That's quite a high number. It is indeed a very high number. In fact, um, 
just in, look at the impact of the young person who's lo- losing parents, losing grandparents, mm. uh, seeing uh, seeing deaths in his family. Uh, the same person is uh, is is trying to cope up uh, with studies uh, without being given into contact learning. Many of our uh, uh, academic uh, things cannot be taught. Um, what we call it uh, uh, electronically, you know, uh, or online. For example, plumbing, electrical, mining, agriculture, uh, access to libraries, access to books. So these are huge impacts on um, on young people in in particular. So I think uh, that so now I, through your medium, would like to uh, market uh, uh, a data at this moment, uh, a number, which I would say, if you can please advertise it, it's zero eight zero zero three six three six three six. This number is a toll-free number for mental health, uh, which means that anyone in South Africa, any time, any student, any part of the country you are in, it's toll-free. If you are in distress at 2 o'clock or 3 o'clock, you need to call this number. You will have an access to a psychologist, a counselor, a social worker, 24 hours. We have seen about 15,000 crises being averted just in the last six months. So the reality of 65% data is absolutely true. We already had mental health as a huge pandemic in this country. But I think now what has happened is uh, with uh, COVID, it has exacerbated. Mm. It has taken itself into an absolute another level. And I think through your medium, we can reach out to more and more lives through more and more of these toll-free numbers, access to psychologists, social workers. This will only save lives. Mm. And and that is why I would repeat the number 0800. And and I'll certainly keep that number uh, on hand and I'll read it out for our listeners as well as as the show continues. The the other thing that I found interesting about the survey was the extent to which it always it it also highlights the the level and the state of hunger in this country. Forty one percent of students unable to buy their own food during the lockdown, 10 percent relying on food donations and 15% going hungry on on some days and this is a, a picture of what was what is happening in families in this country so you know this is uh, covid is a brutal reminder of of our 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 realities as as a country mm-hmm. we are a, we are not a rich country we are a third world country we are a poor country we have two south africa and the same south africa uh, and when you look at the the the, the disprivileged south africa uh, these challenges become hugely impacted when COVID comes. Now, these are the same students who are who have having guardians or parents who are losing jobs. These are the same students who are losing parents and guardians as part of their family. Um, and 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 the reality is that um, it's not easy for any part of the world. It's just not South Africa. If you look at other parts of Africa, you look mm. at Europe, you look at America, everywhere in the world you will see challenges that COVID has impacted tremendously. And I think what we need to now learn is that when we are putting our interventions now, how do we put food security as the biggest intervention? Because we know that, uh, that, that, that people who are extremely poor and in the COVID period, uh, because hunger is a huge, uh, a huge pandemic by itself, which needs to be tackled. 
because uh, that is where I think these interventions will really assist now, considering the data is now becoming very clear on the hunger issue. Professor Ramnik Aluwalia is the CEO of Higher Health. I'm going to ask you just uh, to stay on the line for me, please, Prof, because I, I just want to find out what the impact of all of this has been on the actual outcomes of higher education. Of course, we know that there are lots of um, people who are working and doing school at the same time. How have you been managing um, how have you been managing that workload, that stress, especially under COVID? What has the past year, especially where your education is concerned, what has that been like for you? I'd really love to hear your experiences on 011-714-2006. It's 9.30. Luyanda Maume is standing by with your latest news headlines. SAFM 104-107 nationwide. Leading the conversation. All right, so let me get ready then to round off our thinking point this morning with Professor Ramnik Aluwalia, who is the CEO of Higher Health. Uh, Prof, in terms of the impact then of all of this on the actual outcomes of, of, of education, do we know what that is? So uh, are we seeing any differences in terms of the levels of, of dropout or even in the failure rates? In fact, uh, in fact we have... You know, as much as this is, these findings are the true indications of what the country is experiencing, but we also, ex- but I must be very proud of the higher education as a fraternity in total. Mm. We have been able to save an academic year, which was kind of impossible last year. You have, you know, uh, you must also remember in the same post-school system, we have rural universities. We have TVET colleges, we have community education colleges. Mm. You know, you, how do you teach plumbing online? How do you teach electrical online? How do you teach engineering online? How do you, these are carpentry, these are courses that cannot be taught online, including health sciences. Mm. So we had to find a figure out how a blended learning model can look like, how students can still access the, 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 the campuses. The most important part was to conduct exams. Um, and that is where I'm proud of higher education, because what we did was we built protocols, intense protocols, about nine protocols, right from individualization of exams, uh, right from uh, uh, what do you deal with, how the COVID-19 becomes mm. positive, uh, uh, issues like uh, uh, outbreaks in our institutions. We are a vulnerable population. We are congregate setting. Thousands of students are coming inside the campus. They are congregating together in, ca- in residences. They reside and live together. So the virus moves very, very quickly because all the virus enjoys is spread from one human body to the other. And we do give that conducive environment. But despite all that, our number of fatalities, both in old and young people, has been very low compared to our national figures. We have been able to conduct over 1.5 million student exams on the site uh, through proper quarantines and mechanisms, which Mm. goes into even paper, you know, understanding how long does the virus stay on a piece of paper, because a paper-to-paper transmission can also lead to a virus spread. So how do you quarantine the papers? How do you make access the invigilation of exam? How do you prepare an exam site? Um, and I think, um, so there are, so we, ha- so we have not seen dropouts. We have not seen um, co- a reduction in competency skills. But definitely, as COVID continues, the morale of these students, the emotional strength or the resilience of these students will be broken. Because they're not used to this. And you don't expect a young person to be sitting at home Mm. when he or she should be coming to a campus, being in the library, referring to books, meeting new people. This is behavior. In fact, I would say the impact of 
this virus on this generation of young people will be seen five to ten years when they become adults uh, compared to what we have seen and when we have grown up being mingling and interacting. So it's a huge, uh, uh, this COVID virus, it, it, first of all, it has become now endemic. It doesn't mean that the virus is leaving us. Uh, it has become a human to human, so we need to now start coexisting with this virus. But the impact this virus has on, on the youth of South Africa, the youth of global, has a huge bearing on the future of, of our our continent All in right. general. All right. Professor Ramnik Aluwalia, thank you so much for your time. Uh, he is the CEO of Higher Health. So there you have it then. That's the impact that this pandemic, its subsequent lockdown uh, regulations have had on students. And uh, I really want to hear from you, especially if you have been pursuing some form of higher education qualification. How have you made it through the past year? I know of some people who, you know, at some point contracted COVID-19 as they were writing exams. It becomes a recipe for disaster and unfortunately have, you know, have failed the year and they, they're going to have to repeat um, the year as, as as a result. And of course, there's a lot more that goes into it. But certainly, um, sometimes all it takes is that little trigger, especially if you're hanging on by the thread um, to, to, to just push you over the edge. And uh, before you know it, you're having to repeat the year.